Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. I had already had my setup going. I know I'm in my kitchen today if you're listening to me on YouTube, but I was just completing, like, this proposal and this video that I, I needed to complete. Well, I didn't really need to. I wanted to. But it made me think of take the easy way out sometimes. And I know y'all are probably surprised of me saying that, but as y'all, and you've been listening to past few episodes, I am really committed, you know, to making sure whatever I am pursuing and whatever I am doing, and I'm trying to approach it from this place of ease, which is really, really new for me. <laughs> it's it's kind of, it gives me anxiety sometimes because sometimes I just don't feel productive enough. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And that's really something I'm trying to change um, because I think rest is productive. I think moving from inspiration is productive. I think that um, not, and I don't, and it's crazy because I don't ever feel in a rush for the past year. I haven't feel really anxious in the way that I'm working. But I do feel like I am used to achieving, used to going, used to like pushing forward so much that I put undue pressure on myself to achieve at certain timelines and deadlines that just aren't always necessary. Not that they're not ever necessary, but just not always necessary. And so today <laughs> I was like I forgot I didn't forget I had been thinking about this other deadline coming up and I was like oh let me um submit my materials and it's interesting because because I've been presenting at other conferences I've been doing workshops um I opened up my email today and somebody else emailed me hey we would love for you to come out and teach at this high school and I'm like God let it keep raining down keep sending more opportunities yes <laughs> um but this is why I continue to do what I'm doing like this is the part of the experience that I just need to give in and trust and so what I'm grateful that I have been doing is in different seasons I was creating content for a larger purpose that at the time I'm thinking I'm creating for something different. But then when I'm in these situations, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this video. Oh, yeah, I've been doing this. Oh, I have this already written up. Oh, yeah, I have this in the archives. And the old me would have been like, oh, that's old. Like, let's sit here and write a new 10-page paper about the same thing. And it's like, no, Whitley copy and paste that mug, bring that, edit that video, bring it over here. Don't make it hard on yourself because there is no need to reinvent a wheel that's already in rotation. And that's something that's very, very new for me. And for some other people, you might be like, duh, Whitley, I would definitely go do that. But for some people, it might not. You may feel like you always got to, you know, do something new and it may not even be with what you created maybe you know somebody has already done what it is that you want to do and you have access to that person or you have access to the information but you feel like if I don't create it myself if I don't get it the hard way or earn it the hard way then it ain't real or I didn't earn it and it's like that's not always necessary 
Like if there's a way, it doesn't mean lack integrity. It doesn't mean don't put intention behind your work, but it does mean that everything does not have to be hard and pressed and difficult. <laughs> that sometimes the easy road is best if it's available and if it doesn't do any long-term harm and it actually benefits you in being able to progress and move forward. And that's something that I'm really talking myself into. But the second part of that is my encouragement for you. If you have like intellectual or creative property and ideas to make sure that you're housing it and holding that true to yourself because you never know when that information will come back around or when somebody will ask you to come to do an opportunity and you need to pull something out the hat quick that you already know and that you've already mastered. Like make sure you're keeping a self archive of your own work. And I even do this with my choreography. Like there's so many things I've choreographed and I'm like, dang, I, I wish I remembered that choreography. That was dope. And only so little people got to see it. Like there was this uh, four person dance and I was in it that I choreographed for a Black History Month thing. And I created to uh, the last poets, which a lot of people don't know who those artists, who those men are. And I only know part of the dance. And I remember pe people who saw it thought that dance was so dope. And I didn't get it on video, at least a video that I can find. Of course, I don't remember the choreography. I barely remember the choreography I did <laughs> just back here in February. And that's a dance that I wish I remembered so I can reset on like even my students, my middle school students or at a different time because it was so powerful to me and it was fun. And so now I'm doing that now with the work I just created at my university for our faculty dance concert this year, I was like, I'm going to archive this. I caught it on video, but now I'm teaching it to my middle schoolers and seeing them do that choreography and then showing them what it was inspired by. It's like so cool because these were collegiate experienced dancers who were doing that, but then seeing some of my dancers who got less experience, but they're enthusiastic about dancing, like that's pretty dope. And so it also takes the burden off of me because if you're not a dancer, still creating dances and creating concepts and formations and stuff is still, it's still a task. <laughs> like if you've been creating a lot, not saying your creativity can run out, but you can become kind of mentally fogged because like you're always generating ideas and so if you work like for me, I work in a school where our principal wants us to do this performance and go out and do this parade and produce this and do this. So it's like I'm always choreographing. So when I can recycle things or reimagine things, I'm trying to find every way to do that. And then even having students who can we learn this? Can we do this today? For example, like I would have came in Friday like trying to push some stuff out and my students have been asking me uh miss can we learn this dance song can we learn this tiktok dance and they have been asking me from the beginning of the week and i kept forgetting i was like oh yeah friday 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 and so they came in friday i totally forgot about it they was like we still gonna do this dance and i was like oh yeah of course <laughs> you know and just kind of letting them have that like i'm teaching all week 
you know, okay, Friday. And then some days in my classroom, you know, teaching them a set warm-up. And then every day when they come in, they do the warm-up. They do the across the floors. And I'm stepping in the last 15 minutes of that 30-minute block I got to teach. And that's good because we still get stuff done. They take advantage of leading the class and really showing off what they know. And I'm just, you know, that's something back in the, you know, I wouldn't say back in the day, like I've been teaching in that space forever. But that's something I would have shamed myself for, like feeling like I had to do every little piece or I wasn't the best teacher. Feeling like I had to do every little piece or I wasn't doing my job well enough. And it's like, Whitley, get a grip. <laughs> like the fact that they can lead themselves through a, a effective warm up lead across the floors they remember how you did warm up do you not think that speaks to your teaching you know like so i had to reimagine how i was looking at that just because i wasn't up you know grueling my body every single period six periods a day you know monday through friday on top of my university students on top of after school cheering dance rehearsals doesn't mean that i'm not being an effective coach or teacher. It actually means I've learned how to be efficient in a way where these students are able to produce without me having to be hands-on with every single process. And it took me a while to, to I mean, yesterday, <laughs> no, but it took me a while to like be okay with that and really see it in that way. And so, of course, I'm using you know, dance as my example. I'm using my job, my experience. But if you're listening to this, put it in the context of whatever it is that you do or whatever goals that you have. How can you make what you're doing kind of get in the rhythm of how you already operate and how you move and how you naturally, you know, kind of have yourself in this flow instead of like this pressured type energy that keeps you mentally or emotionally or even physically exhausted and depleted because you're going above and beyond in spaces where it's like you could have pulled this from something you've already done or you could have reworked and reimagined something here and what i'm learning i just proposed another uh workshop because i want to teach at another conference and you know, my go-to would have been to like, let's create something new because I've already done this. And I'm like, no, like this audience hasn't seen this. And the more that I teach this specific workshop, the more that I'm seeing the gaps in what I can add. I'm seeing what teachers liked, what they remember, what they didn't like. Like, for instance, I had a teacher email me recently. I guess she's just now implementing with most of the teachers they tried to implement it as soon as we got from the conference in january and so she recently emailed me this week and she was like can you send me the powerpoint with the you know that you gave the other teachers from the conference i was like sure and then she emailed me about two hours later she was like dang i'm trying to remember the dances and i have plenty of videos of me dancing the dance moves that are in this thing and i was like if not you can like pull from that and that made me say ah like I should create a mini video that goes specifically with this for teachers who learn it at this point in the year but may bring it into their classroom next year and they won't remember these dances like so 
you know, if I don't continue to develop what already works and not feel like I got to recreate every time I'm producing something, and I'm talking specifically in my field, specifically in what I do for you, say if you're, you know, you a hairstylist or musician, like you don't, I'm not saying play the same song over and over again, but there may be something about your skill set or something about how you approach your creative process or about how you compose or the type of songs you do. You don't always have to throw away everything that you know or everything that you've done because you've done it before, especially if you're in a phase like I am where you haven't really been discovered to the level in which you want to be exposed to. Like you don't have the eyes on you that you know you want. Like, I feel like I'm in the very beginnings of my relationship building. I'm in the very beginning stages of, you know, getting what I do and who I am and what I'm known for out there. When I've had professors who I'll go to conferences, everybody know who they are. I'm like, dang, y'all celebrities in here. <laughs> but they're known in the dance education field because they continue to contribute but they're also known for a specific thing. And sometimes like we think we have to like do everything and, and master everything when it's like, I would rather be a master in this area. And then not saying that I can't branch out, but this is the thing that people know me for. And then when they get to know me, they know, oh, she do this too. Oh, she do this too. Oh, she do this too. Like, but I rather get them in the door with something that I can get really, really skilled at and focused on. And also that creates more ease because I'm not always recreating that wheel Every time an opportunity comes along, I'm just kind of adding to it. I'll give one last example. I just taught a workshop, I think last week, and I did the same flow I usually do. But this time I was like, man, I, I want to bring in some new dances just really for me. And so I like made up new names for the dances, I'm like, dang, I never use these. Dance. I mean, there's so many West African dances. There's so many. There's so many steps. But I was like, I never use these. And so it, it just gave me even more ideas to continue expand. But the system, the, the whole method in which I used did not change. The only thing I took out in exchange was the actual dances that I'm teaching. Other than that, the flow. The way we did the choreography, when they went to group work, when they presented it, when we put it all together, all of that was the same. Like, I didn't stress myself out about doing something new and innovative. What was new and innovative was these are steps they not going to know. They wouldn't have known the old steps either, but it was new for me. <laughs> and so, you know, if this conversation was is for you, you know, to give you permission to take the easy way out sometimes... <laughs> And if you hear me saying it, then you know I'm serious, but don't stress yourself about trying to recreate a wheel that's already in motion. And again, that's whether it's your own work, that's whether something you're pulling from something you've already produced and making it better. Because again, sometimes that's how you become a master at that thing is if you keep reworking what you kind of got going. 
you know, until it's really, really necessary for you to throw away. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes depending on what your industry is, you keeping your hand on that thing and letting it marinate, getting better at it, studying more on it, like working with it. That's going to be your thing. It makes me think of Teddy Riley, um, the producer. If y'all know who Teddy Riley is, Google him. But he was very well known for the New Jack Swing era of hip hop, which he was taking these R&B artists and giving them very like hip hop beats at the time. Like songs like, it's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. Like all those type of songs of that era, the late 80s to the early 90s, all of those songs are New Jack Swing, like the energy of them the the dancing and they weren't really rappers like bobby brown was highlighted in that area every little step i take you will be like all of those songs he's known for that era of music that's dope like that that solidified his his presence his stamp you know and of course he's still active in the music industry but his legacy will always you know, be stamped with that mark at minimum. You know, he's responsible for Michael Jackson's Remember the Time, trying to get him on that train of, do you remember the time? Yeah, you can do this dance too. <laughs> like, you wasn't doing that to Michael Jackson's other songs. I mean, we love Michael Jackson, but that was because he stayed true to what was going on in his mind with music. And he was with you know, R&B groups, and he saw this gap in the music industry, like, hey, we want, there's some great R&B things out here, but we're not playing them in the club because all all they seeing is ballads, so how can we put they smooth talk and sell, get played at the club, because that's how your record get hot, especially at that time back in the day, like a DJ had to be able to play a song. So he saw that gap and that opportunity and him already being a producer, working with R&B artists, he kept his hand on it. He didn't throw all the hip, all the R&B artists away just because he wanted songs played in the club. He was like, well, I can make beats. I can produce. I got a vision for songs. So this is what we're going to do. And he created a whole new sound that created a whole era in hip hop and R&B to this day that I still teach that many people know, like you can't skip that part of history. <laughs> so um, I just encourage you to do the same thing, regardless of what your industry is, like master that thing. And the way you master it is by keep on reiterating, like don't make it hard on yourself. Like don't do extra work that you don't have to necessarily do. And even if you like working a job or whatever it is, like if this conversation is for you, you'll know how to apply it. But the premise of the message is it's okay to take the easy road sometimes. I love y'all so much and I will see you on the next one.